بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد respected friends and elders we have been discussing the importance of taqwa and taqwa in the Quran I would like to mention as an example one one sin that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in Quran and warned us against it and coupled that warning with the command of taqwa and that is the sin of riba and interest ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha wadharu ma baqiya min riba o you who believe fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have taqwa of Allah and abandon whatever has remained of your riba deals in kuntum mu'minin if you are truly believers يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تأكلوا الربا أضعافا مضاعفة Oh you who believe don't consume interest whilst it is being multiplied several times واتقوا الله لعلكم تفلحون Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that you may be successful Riba and engaging in interest and usually respected friends and elders is from among the most major sins اجتنبوا السبع الموبقات رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم says in a hadith of Bukhari Sharif and Muslim Sharif abstain from the seven destructive sins seven things that will destroy you like shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like committing murder consuming riba is also a sin as, as severe as that like we understand committing of murder to be a very major sin like we understand ascribing partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be the most major of all sins. In the same list, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions a consumption of riba and interest. Dealing in interest respected friends and elders is the beginning of the end of a person. In one hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that ma ahal ma zahar zina wa riba fi ma zahar fi qawmin zina wa riba. Any nation, any people, any community, among whom zina, fornication, and riba interests become widespread, illa ahallu bi anfusihim adab Allah. Whenever this happens, then they definitely draw upon themselves the adab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's the beginning of the end. And the first verse that I quoted to you regarding riba, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Fear Allah and abstain from riba. My beloved father, rahimahullah, Allah fill his qabr with nur, once mentioned, he says, see how, see the sequence of the verses. This is one passage in Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about riba repeatedly, several verses. He says, see the sequence of the verses, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning this prohibition and how he is encouraging us first to abstain from it. And then at the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the most severe warning found in Qur'an for any sin. So these verses commence, الَّذِينَ يَأْكُلُونَ الرِّبَا لَا يَقُومُونَ إِلَّا كَمَا يَقُومُ الَّذِي يَتَخَبَّطُهُ الشَّيْطَانُ مِنَ الْمَسِّ That those people who consume riba, when they stand, it looks like they have been mesmerized by the touch of shaitan. They stand up, they look like they are insane. In other words, in their actions, in their actions, you will not say that this is a sane person. That is because they say that 
buying and selling and engaging in riba is the same thing. There's no difference. Allah then says, وَأَحَلَّ اللَّهُ الْبَيْعَ وَحَرَّمَ الْرِبَا Allah has permitted buying and selling, trade, وَحَرَّمَ الْرِبَا But Allah has prohibited riba. He says, for example, when the mother wants to stop a child from doing something dangerous, something wrong, something bad, then first the mother tries to reason in a sweet tone, in a nice way to explain, no, my child, this is not a good thing to do. This is dangerous, this is bad. It is not allowed. So Allah first explained that it is dangerous. person acts like he is insane, like he is mad, like he has been mesmerized by the shaitan. Then Allah says, Allah has permitted you to do something else. The child is sick. He's got a flu and he wants the ice cold cold drink. The mother says, no, no, come and make for you some hot milo. There is something else halal for you. Something else I can give you. Here Allah is saying that, first Allah warns us and tells us what, what, what will be the condition of a person. Like he has gone insane. Then Allah says, trade is permissible for you. Engage in that. وَحَرَّمَ riba. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has... Forbidden riba. وَحَلَّ اللَّهُ الْبَيْعَ وَحَرَّمَ الْرِبَى فَمَنْ جَاءَهُ مُعِضَةٌ مِّنْ رَبِّي Any person who abstains because of the advice and admonition that comes from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he will not be taken to task for the past. وَمَنْ عَادَ فَأُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ But whoever after this goes back into the sin, then he will, he will be from the people of Jahannam. Ya amanu. Then Allah addresses us. Allah says, O oh, you who believe, O oh, you who believe, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And leave out riba. In kuntum mu'mineen. We discussed at the beginning of the month when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing us with Ya ayyuhalladina amanu. This is supposed to shake our iman. This is supposed to move our ghayrat imani. Your ghayrat, your self-honor. When the father calls out to his son by his name, it's different. And when he says, my son, in other words, if you are truly my son, you will do this. So Allah used the same form of address here. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. O you who believe. In other words, calling out on our iman, that prove your iman now. And in this verse, after mentioning the command thereafter, or the prohibition in this case, ittaqullaha wadharu ma baqiyya min al-riba. Allah then, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then re- reaffirms this and he says, In kuntum mu'minin, if you are truly believers, then abstain from riba. And thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings that verse or those words that are the most severest of warnings against any sin in Quran. If you do not do so, meaning if you do not abstain from riba, then be prepared for a war with Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No other sin in Qur'an, respected friends and allies, has got the warning of being at war with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Can we imagine how, how, uh, how serious this is? How, how, how damaging it's going to be for a person or for a community who are at war with their Creator, who are at war with Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So my beloved father, rahimahullah, is mentioned. He says, see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes gradually. Like that mother first will try and we say, butter up the child. And then sometimes thereafter the mother will say, then I'll tell your father. Then the mother says, I'm going to hit you. Slowly, slowly, try, trying in some way or the other to, to stop that son, the beloved child from committing that wrong or going into that dangerous situation. Here too Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts off by explaining to us the harms. 
Starts off by saying that you've got other alternative uh, things that are permissible. Starts off by saying that if you listen now, then whatever happened in the past will be forgiven. Thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Fear Allah, if you really are my, my believer, you are really my slave, you really believe in me, then abstain from riba. And then Allah sounds the final warning of engaging in riba and usury. Respected friends and elders, among the greatest challenges of our day, among the greatest challenges is the challenge of abstinence from riba. So many, so many people have been caught up in the system of riba 20 years, 30 years ago when the ulama used to discuss the issue of riba and interest. It used to pertain to somebody taking a big loan for buying a house, which is definitely wrong. A loan for his car, insurance for his car or home, or to expand his business, he's taking a loan, overdraft facility, etc. But today this has spread, this has spread to almost every pocket. Almost every household, when it comes to delaying in payments of our accounts, when it comes to not settling one's credit card debt, credit card debt, household debt is a, is a big problem in this country. And if a person is not zeroing his account in his credit card, not paying it and settling it in full within the 55-day cycle, and he's only paying the minimum due amount, then he's paying riba. And so many people are in this respected friends and elders. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. Imagine... So ma ظَهَرَ fi qawmin الزِّنَا وَالْرِبَا If any people among them zina and riba become widespread, then أَحَلُّوا بِأَنفُسِهِمْ عَذَابَ Allah. They have drawn upon themselves the adab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We understand the sin, as I mentioned, of murder. We understand the sin of zina, etc. But do we really understand the, the, the repercussions and the seriousness of the sin of, of riba? In one hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Dirhamu riban. Only one dirham of riba. One dirham of riba. Ya'kuluhu al-mar'u wa huwa ya'lam. A person knowingly consumes and engages in one dirham of riba. It's worse than 36 zinas. Worse than committing zina 36 times. For a person to engage in one dirham. In our sense, one rand of riba. Worse than committing zina every day of the month, plus six. We understand the seriousness of zina. We understand the seriousness of fornication and adultery. But the seriousness of, of, of riba, respected friends and elders, has not yet dawned upon ourselves. War with any, any you know, superior power in this dunya is a sign for defeat, sign for destruction. If you are in opposition to somebody who is much more powerful than you, it's a recipe for disaster. War with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. War with Allah, respected friends and allahs, Allah inflicts, inflicts defeat. Allah inflicts loss on His enemy in many different ways. Sometimes it may be in the form of the loss of some near and dear one. Maybe in the form of loss of health, loss of peace of mind, depression, sometimes discord in the home, some rare disease some kind of robbery, sometimes being robbed by your own people, your own children, stealing your wealth. Sometimes it's because of bickering over wealth between two brothers or family members or relatives. Undoubtedly, these kind of difficulties that I have enumerated are suffered by people who don't engage in zina, as, uh, in, in riba as well. But I'm trying to show you, respected friends and elders, the problems that we as a community are facing today can can definitely be and possibly be a direct result of us being at war with Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Being at war with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't necessarily mean that Tayran Ababil, the 
the, the birds that came and threw down those stones and pebbles on the army of Abraha, that Allah will, so to say, bomb down these stones on us. And Allah will cause the angels to take the, to the earth and, and smash us back down. Or Allah will bring some other natural disaster that will wipe out. That is not the only way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punishes respected friends and others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq of understanding the seriousness of this. Once my father rahimahullah had asked one elderly alim, elderly alim who was an imam for many many years, just before he passed away, he was in hospital, he was in his 80s if I'm not mistaken, and he asked him, he says, what is your biggest regret? You know, so many years, mashallah, you led your community in different places, and you made, mashallah, a lot of effort, definitely. You have any regret that, you know, something you didn't rectify, something in the community or in the people of South Africa that is lacking and you feel more effort should have been done or something that they, that they are lacking in. And immediately this Mawlana Rahimahullah was a very, very pious alim. Mawlana Musa Hatiya Sahib Rahimahullah, Imam of Newcastle Jamia Masjid. He says, my regret is that our people haven't given up engaging in interest and haram, interest or insurance, etc., and that I feel also was a sense of regret in the heart of my father, rahimahullah. That, that riba is something that people have not really understood. That way, way it will lead a person and how far in the adab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he can land. One person mentioned to me a few weeks ago. He says, I saw your father, rahimahullah, in a dream. And he's telling me, come out of riba. Come out of interest. And he says, alhamdulillah, thereafter I approached some people to assist me. And I, I managed to get a loan or, and I managed to settle that debt that I had on riba and now alhamdulillah I'm completely free. We need to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make dua to Allah, make that effort and, and firstly we must want it. We must want to come out. And it's important respected friends and Allah to draw a line between need and greed. In most cases, in most cases a person falls into riba, falls into these, uh, you know, riba payments, etc. In most cases it's because of greed. If it's because, if it's because of need also is not permissible. But I'm trying to mention that generally it's because of that greed. Because he wants to live a particular type of lifestyle. Because he wants to drive a particular kind of a car. He wants uh, to go for particular holidays, etc. Many a time that is the, uh, the reason why a person ends up in that respected friends Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the full understanding of the extent of this sin and this wrong and this haram. And again, I'll repeat the verse, this command or the prohibition, command for abstinence from, from riba. The prohibition of riba was coupled with taqwa, which was our theme for the past few days. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullah. O you who believe, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wadharu ma baqiya min riba And leave out and abandon whatever has remained in your riba contracts and deals. In kuntum mu'mineen. If you are truly believers and if you do not do so then be prepared for be prepared for war with Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq of understanding